Rory McIlroy makes waves for the future of golf. Have we seen a U-turn when it comes to the Irishman's stance on the PIF and, of course, live golf? We will dive deep into that interview here on Golf Lovers United. And as we're recording this, we're recording this on Monday, the 8th of January. We have had some breaking news as well regarding one Tiger Woods and a long term partnership it's going to be a lot a lot of fun to talk about this this is of course golf lovers united where we discuss golf the fairway i'm mark at golf dad uk i'm joined as always by jay and ben at pro golf critic and at golf lover uk and it's it's an interesting one because we've not been together for quite a while jay did a wonderful deep dive last week which i know everyone enjoyed listening to and it's it like i said when i intro the episode last week it's sure to make waves. It's sure to be contentious in certain circles, whether you love it, hate it, whether you've got ideas that support it or that go against it. That is what this is all about. You can't discuss anything the fairway without breaking some eggs. Now, I'm going to bring the guys on in just a second, but before I do that, the brand is just growing. I just want to thank everyone out there for supporting us. The Twitter feed's growing, the Instagram's growing, and importantly, our brand ambassadors and our fan zone is growing as well. If you want to get involved, if you want to support us, if you want to get involved and have your name in each and every one of our show notes, if you want to have yourself featured in an episode via something like a listener question, you can do so at glugc.com slash support and tell your friends they can check us out on YouTube and they can check us out in their podcast app of choice. Now, Jay, and Ben, we're going to skip the Happy New Year's. We're going to go to the Happy New Rory's. Jay, big week for Rory. He came out on uh, Stick to Football with with Gary Neville, Jamie Carragher, Ian Wright and Roy Keane, who to you, I'm sure, are absolute bloody strangers. Or do, are you a soccer guy? Are you a... Are you a soccer guy? No, not at all. Um, it was a great podcast, so oh. I really, I really enjoyed the interview. It was good, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, like it was really. I think one of the things that I've noticed, um, and I can speak from experience here, is sometimes when you get around your uh, some of your uh, sporting sort of icons, like I've had the fortunate opportunity to sort of be around some you know, really, <laughs> really big. Uh, names in sport um and it's very hard for you to to bs them like you you're just kind of on your p's and q's the whole time and i feel like that's what what happened with with rory too but uh yeah i think it was a really good uh really good um interview i think that he um owned a lot of his stuff that he's uh, he's sort of been talking about for a while you know he had he admitted that uh, a lot of positive things about Liv. I think he had um, admitted the various meetings that he had with with Yasser, which was um, I've been saying it from the beginning. I thought that was critical to sort of getting everything coming uh, together and sort of uh, kind of being the uh, catalyst uh, to getting everybody sort of talking, uh, talking uh, together in April. I think he played a very, very important role in that. And I think it's something that uh, shouldn't really be uh, glossed over. But, you know, I think that he realizes that, look, Liv is going to be a part of the um, ecosystem. We're sort of moving into a brand new world of professional golf. And it's something that I uh, sort of tapped into in my solo podcast that, like, this is something that everybody needs to be aware of. It's something that everybody needs to uh, just, like, start thinking about now because in the next couple of years, everything's going to be different. So, uh, yeah, uh, really enjoy it. Um, as uh, my good friend Jenna, uh, Jenna Sims Kepka said, 
Uh, hashtag New Year, New Rory. So happy to see it. I love that. Yeah, fireworks of the different type from Rory uh, on that show as well. I, I'm just going to pick up on that point about you can't BS people at that level because the I'm a big fan of Rory. And I, even even when he was against Liv, like I, I'm, I was a fan of that as well because he I would rather he was like that and saying what he thought than just glossing over and being, you know, being a... Um, just a yes man. Whether whether that was directed behind the scenes by whomever else, we won't know that for years to come. We genuinely won't. And I think, personally, I feel that Rory has always had his heart on his sleeve. It's why he blows up at tournaments. It's why he's so passionate in the Ryder Cup. It's why, frankly, if we were all sat in a room with him, he would probably run, ring round, run rings round us when it comes to the industry of golf for the most part because he lives it, is in it. It's his job. He's a professional golfer and he knows things that we will never know because he's out there on tour and he's, he's living it. He's living it. So I've, I've always been a big fan of that. What, what I thought was very refreshing and I, 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 I know it's the softening has come because of the progress that the PIF with Live has made and certainly the, the Ram cataclysmic shift and the way that that has catalyzed, um, I don't want to say a mindset shift, but certainly an opening of mind, it seems, across the board. Like, look at people like Dan Rappaport. Suddenly everyone's a bit softer. And what I think is really interesting is that when, because he was sat around with a lot of very high-level professional athletes in a forum where... He didn't need to give a, a new soundbite, but he knew it was going to get out there. He, it just felt like the atmosphere. It wasn't a press conference. It wasn't someone asking him just about Liv. It was a show that was much, much more relaxed. Now, the reason I say all that is, heart on the sleeve all the time was Rory for me, but it felt like that was Rory. You know, it felt like that was the Rory that we knew. And it just, didn't it feel refreshing, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think, I think the thing is, and we will never know, but just because you say something with conviction doesn't mean you should certain, sometimes say it. It's sometimes to be better to be thoughtful than to open your mouth and prove it. Now, I'm a big Rory fan, for him to do such a big 180 means he probably got it wrong the first time and didn't think about it effectively and took poor advice or poor counsel. Oh, I don't know it's about not- that. I'm going, to jump in. I'm going to jump in on that one. I'm not sure about that because I, if I apply that to my marriage, right, I'm on shaky ground. Da- dangerous doing this, mate. Can't, like- I know, right? Hey, I've been divorced once, mate. Trust me, I've, I've learned that stuff. The, the, the <laughs> she'll tell you. I've got, I've got is, one as well. I've got, I've got a divorce well, in the bag as well. Don't get married when you're 24. Don't get married when you're 24. Ridiculous. Or don't get married. Don't get married when you're terrible. At, <laughs> yeah, right. Don't get married when you're terrible at being married, mate. But the, um, the, the point is, if, if I took this to, to 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 my wife now, um, she and said, you know, if if I basically didn't have balanced humility it wouldn't show the growth to her that she'd need to respect me moving forward. So it's, I, I actually, I think it's a good thing. And it's, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily personally, I don't feel it's necessarily uh, something to bash him about. You know, if he got it wrong, he got it wrong, but the, he, he actually, he actually did 
He was humble. And there's he, getting it wrong, Mark, and then there's standing on stage going, I hate Liv, I hate Liv. Yeah, that, that's all right. That's but, his job, though, isn't yeah, it? If, if I, he, I, no, 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 it isn't nah, his job. I don't job. know about that. That isn't his job. Like, I know you and I differ on this, but my point being is that I'm glad he's fallen on his sword and I'm glad he's done that, but I don't for any second, and I love Rory, we know I think he's a great golfer, I don't for a single second think this is anything other than Rory's trying to feather his bed. Whether he's going he to make... It. I don't know if he needs it. Like, I wouldn't... He loves... Mark, Mark, Mark. He loves money. Who yeah, doesn't love money? He wants more money. He's got enough, man. What, no, no, who are we to say who's in the famous words of Chris Carter, who Jay will know because you don't know who Chris Carter is. In the famous words of Chris Carter, take my money out of your mouth. We shouldn't ever say that someone's got enough money. If they, The American listeners are loving that. We've had, we've had Roy Keane and Chris Carter, two very loud <laughs> opinionated sports pundits who are former fantastic sportsmen. Now, I just think that he, he you know that we get certain information there is no way that Rory in the last seven to 10 days hasn't had a discussion with Piff, hasn't discussed different types of offers and hasn't discussed different options. I'm more, I like, there is no way that hasn't happened. And there is no way with the noise that, that we're getting and I've shared with Jay and I've shared with a couple other people, the conversations around him possibly leaving and it being timed around the masters. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. It, but it's again, just for is, me, it's but, it's not a case of he's done it because he... I think it's great to fall on his sword, but I think he's also fallen on his sword because it's opportunistic, because he knows there's a deal coming or he knows something else is coming. So if he can get out in front of it now, get out in front of it now. Yes. Yeah, but what's the difference between... What's to jump in yet? But that's the thing. This is the thing that I think is... This is where... The support of Liv and the people that went early... It seems to be clouding the opinion of those that didn't go early. So what I mean is, Phil was opportunistic, Ram was opportunistic, Brooks, Bryson, they were all opportunistic. There's nothing wrong with that. Poulter, opportunistic. How many of those said they weren't going to live? All right. What's the difference with Rory? Apart from the fact that he was more confidently vocal. And some people are just like that. What's the difference? The difference is really simple. You didn't get Ian, Bryson, Brooks, Phil, trying to whip up a storm about other people's actions and what other people were doing. That is the difference. You didn't have anyone else, any of those people we've mentioned or anyone else, going online, going online, going on TV and saying, they won't be missed at the Ryder Cup. And then... Two months later, when John gets signed to live, going, we must change the rules. I, right. Yeah, but he's a different player, mate. Come on. He's a different no, but player Mark, now. That's the difference. That's the difference. There's never a wrong time to do the right thing. At the end of the day, no one else has ever whipped up hatred or whipped up people and whipped up anti-sentiment against those. Some of the stuff he said about those people, about his friends, about Lee, about Henrik, about Sergio, about Ian... That's the difference, Mark. It's not that he was anti-Liv. It's the fact that he deliberately whipped up the sentiment against them. That's what bothers me. I don't care that he didn't like Liv. I don't care that he said he hated Liv. I don't, none of that bothers me. What bothers me, Mark, and I'd never do it to my friends because loyalty matters to me, is I would never whip that crap up against them. And that's what bothered me. That's what made me go from going, I love Rory. I think he's fantastic to going, mate, that's not how you treat your friends. 
You don't have to like it, but you don't have to whip up other people. That's that's the yeah, difference. That's a good point. Um, and I feel like that's where the uh, PJ Tour influence really came across with uh, Rory being the sort of front man and sort of spokesperson of all this. Like he wanted to get some of the, those messages out because he felt like he uh, – there were some really good nuggets in this podcast that I wrote down because I was like just kind of putting my investigative hat on um, – no, he said some some really interesting things that I, that I think uh, sort of opens uh, a particular door to the future. Um, I think he he mentioned something about uh, you know uh, specifically John Rom that he was he was making a quote unquote smart business move. Uh, now we know Rory is a, a very astute businessman, and I don't think that. Uh, that should be glossed over at all. Like that's like, oh, if uh, he he sees someone else making a smart business move, then it's like, well, uh, what does that that mean about you? Is is this something you're considering? I think that that was 100 percent a smoking gun there, um, and it's something that like in the media it hasn't really been uh, sort of aggregated. Some of the other stuff has been, um, which has been really interesting because I actually just heard on the no laying up podcast, how they're basically <laughs> pretending like, like Rory um, isn't flip-flopping on his um, opinion here. And it's like, have they totally forgotten how he basically said he would rather retire than, than play live golf. And now it totally seemed like he was opening uh, the door to potentially play on live um, at some point in the future <laughs> because he, he just, just sounded he actually said he'd play on it if it yeah. was if it was an IPL. I can see myself playing on it and being yes. part of it if it was an IPL yes. style event. Like that is th- those words versus I would rather retire. I, again, I don't mind him changing his mind on any of that. I don't mind that. I, it's just the attacking of friends and people you've been to. I've been to battle with. Okay, he's not he's not been to war and bled, but they 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 played in the Ryder Cup together. They toured around the world together. It was that mark that bothered me. That's the difference. And I like in the short time that we've become friends, I just wouldn't do that to you two. Like it, I just don't know how Same. you. Some things don't need to be said. Yeah. Like that's the bit yeah. that bothered me. The, the the lack of locker room loyalty is what really pissed yeah. me off. That's the truth of it. And he's got a lot to, to make up on that. Let me ask you on this one. Hindsight is twenty twenty. What would you rather he'd done, but with the caveat that whatever he did do would still not have supported Liv? Exactly what he's just done. I don't want to play on it. It's not for me. Can't stand it. But I understand that I've got a lot more. Look, he, he was worth he was worth nearly 75, 80 million seven, eight years ago. And that Sean guy that looks after him, his business manager, whatever, put all those investments in place, all that stuff. It's all very well known. Like it's all well known stuff. He knows he had so much more money. The line, I didn't think about how people haven't got the money mm. that Tiger and I've got. He should have said, if people want to go, they want to go. It's not for me. I don't support it. I don't want to be a part of it. But if people want to go, I understand they've got to do what's best for their family. And if that's what they think is best, that's the thing is best. You talk to some of the live guys at the minute, and they are able to spend time with their family like they've never spent before. Like, that's also something that's really important. 100%. Criticize live, criticize what you want, but don't, don't slag off your friends. Look, it's been made abundantly clear to me that Rory has been very, very well paid to be the spokesman, the frontman for the PJ Tour. 
And I've been saying this for a full year that he's been clearly had these talking points. He's clearly had these like scripted things in pressers that um, I know he's been coached to say these things. I don't know it for, for sure, but like, again, putting the investigator hat on, it's like, it's very clear that he was like told to say cer- certain things because they just seem so contradictory to some of his other statements. And like, when you see someone that like has this like angel and, and, and devil on their, their, their shoulder and like week to week, it's like flip flopping. That's 100% what's going on. I think that he uh, was paid under the table to say certain things. Um, I know he's got like a ton of money that's gone to his found foundation and stuff directly from the PJ tour. If you look at all of his sponsors, like they're very tied into the PJ tour. This stuff is not coincidental. They can't pay him directly. Like live could, except they have their little ways of like compensating him for the things that he said. And I think that that's 100% uh, because like, look, that's the only reason why um, he would say these things about people that he's been really, really close to. Like, look, if somebody offered me a hundred million dollars to slag off you guys, I probably wouldn't do it, but I'd have to think about it really, really hard. So um, it's something that like, I think people should keep that in mind that like, look, Rory has been under the influence of very influential people. Um, I think that he's been very well compensated for what's going on. And I think Rory in the end is going to do what's best for Rory. Yeah, I think that's the main thing, isn't it? That he does what's best for Rory. I think, I think everyone's softened. I do. I think everyone's softened. I think he, I think the John Ram thing and, and Rory doing this on the stick to football show, um, I think it softened everyone. I've seen you guys soften. You guys are softer now. And it's not a bad thing. And it's not a, that's not to say that principles or integrity is different. But you guys are, to use, I don't want to, it's probably best not to use political terms, but you're more central than it felt like you were on episode one and yes. two, you know, which is certainly not a, it, it's a journey. We're all on a journey. Yeah. Um, we've seen it with Dan Rappaport, <laughs> seen, no, you know, no laying up. Yeah, we've, we've even seen it with like, um, some of the lower, not lower level, but the certainly not the top tier Twitter accounts. You know, everyone's just a little bit closer together. Everyone's almost yeah. within touching distance, which I think is interesting. Is Rory actually doing his other friends a favour, knowing a deal is coming? Has his softening and green and green lighting of players to go going to allow people like Lowry, Fleetwood, Billy Horschel? Um, Ricky Fowler, whoever it might be, but Larry and Fleet would come more to mind to now go and get some live money because he knows something's coming. I wonder if he's trying to help his mates out in that regard as well. That's something interesting to look at as well. Yeah, it is, that's a great point, actually, mate. The, the, yeah, when you know the flood's coming, you build the boat. You know, that's, that's a, uh, an interesting perspective, mate. Yeah, that I'd never considered. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep eyes on that one. Um, just just before we switch gears, just on the back of that one, if there was going to be any more news, any anything major, you know, I'm talking sort of RAM level or, or there or thereabouts, when would you guys anticipate that we're going to see it? Um, I'm going to cede my time here uh, to Ben because I, I know he's already sort of put out there that um, around the time of the Masters is sort of the time. And I think the reason why is because, look, it, uh, it's been in the media that the PJ tour has been sort of pushing back the uh, deadline. We haven't heard anything from the uh, PIF and the live side. I'm pretty sure we're, we're going to continue to not hear anything from them because the 
That's not that's not true. That's not true. Because in Greg in Greg Norman's State of the Union address, he actually addressed a couple of those bits, but very, very gently on behalf of Liv's intention. I don't think you'd have said some of those bits about, yes, more players are coming. Yes, we're looking to integrate without the knowledge that that's what was trying to be done. All right, fair. No, I, I think that they are like everybody has that that mindset. I'm talking more about like, look, the PJ Tour has obviously been very, very big on spinning media narratives. Live in the PIF. Um, I go back to this Phil Mickelson quote very, very frequently. Actions speak louder than than words. Uh, they don't need to sort of push the, these media narratives. They are in a position of strength. There's no question about it. Um, and I think that. Uh, look, if the PJ Tour is giving until late March, early April, around the time time of the Masters to get this uh, thing done, I mean, I could see cert- certain players putting pressure on the PJ Tour to uh, get a deal done by then or else. You know what? I absolutely love golf. I think about it all the time. I practice all the time. I am fascinated by the whole industry, the whole game, and everything that goes on. But the trouble is... I'm absolutely packed out. I'm busy at work. I've got a little girl. Everything is just too much to try and stay on top of, which is why I'm always looking for easier and quicker ways to stay up to date with the sport that I love. And that is why I recommend that you do what I do, which is subscribe to the only newsletter recap that you need from the world of golf. That is teatimes.pub. That's teatimes.pub. It's a free newsletter. It lands every single week and it's highly, highly recommended. Go and check it out now and let us know what you think. Teatimes.pub. All right, let's switch gears a little bit. We got some news today from Camp Tiger. It was speculated, wasn't it, at the the PNC that Tiger was parting ways with his longtime partner at Nike and... Not unexpected, lovely little statement that came out, confirmed that he was going to be in LA for the Genesis. Uh, we'd assume he's going to be playing it, not just uh, not just walking it. Um, but Ben, you got some thoughts on this. And Jay, I know you've got some thoughts as well. You're pointing to your logo there. So whichever you guys want to dive in first, Nike, golf, what are we saying? Is there a future there? I think I think there is if they want it. <clears throat> so one of, one of two things are going to happen either. They've, they've got a few more deals out there. They've got a few people on another 12 months, a few people up to about 18 months, but most of them, are, nearly all their existing stable are done within that period of time. <clears throat> Excuse me. But what I'm thinking is they've now got a choice. They either re-up and go again, and I've got a theory on that, or they withdraw. And if they withdraw, they sell off their stock. They don't bring out new stuff. They know how to exit a market. They're not stupid. They're Nike. They've got loads of great golf shoes, loads of great golf gear. Although I've never been a fan of their their um, clothing. I I do love their shoes, and they and they can exit the market gracefully. Let those contracts wind down and, and sell off their stock, and that can be done. Or they re up and go again. There are three teams in Live that. They've got players on the PGA Tour like Scotty Scheffler that they can re-up with and they can go in with some other players on the PGA Tour for sure. Why not take Smash and either change the name of Smash from Smash to Swoosh or have the logo being SM, the Nike tick, and then SH for Smash. The four aces have got some real loyal Jordan um, 
men in there, guys in there. So they, they, they could go with a Jordan brand. And I know Jay's got a sort of a feeling and an inside line on that. And I'll let Jay comment more on the Jordan brand with the four aces. And then if the stories are correct, that Rory might come over and Rory might come over with Tommy Fleetwood, you've got a great opportunity to have a Nike team in there. So it's either one or two things, Mark. They either walk away from the industry and they're done in 12 to 18 months and we're all buying trainers at 35, 40% off because they're clearing the stock and no one's going to hold the stock anymore. Or they'll re-up and they'll go again and they'll lean into something like Team Swoosh instead of Smash or to the Jordan brand with the Aces or Rory's team being the, the Nike cliques, whatever it might be. It, but it's not going to be anything in the middle because anything in the middle doesn't make business sense. Go again or shut up shop. It's only one or two options. Yep. Yeah, I agree with the sentiment of, of of not going in the middle, but they are definitely not doing team swoosh. That's my prediction for 2025 and beyond. Jay, I don't think they will do. They were not doing team swoosh. Yeah. No, they won't. No, we'll, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Imagine that. <laughs> I didn't want to touch on. Yeah, I did want to touch on uh, Tiger again. Uh, look, I've been uh, tipped off very early on that uh, Tiger, I've I've been tweeting about, about this for like a month that, uh, uh, Tiger and Nike and, and look, I started playing golf for around the time, uh, Tiger and Nike golf started to sort of elevate. Uh, so it's near and dear to my heart. Like I have purchased Nike golf gear pretty much every year for the last 25 plus years. Like that's just how, how it's been. Um, uh, that being said, um, I have heard that, uh, Tiger is going to uh, double down with uh, TaylorMade. It sounds like TaylorMade is going to uh, sort of have a little bit more of a line of clothing, uh, a line of shoes where they're sort of going to be partnering with uh, maybe some other brands to give Tiger the shoe that he wants to uh, to use. He's going to carry over his uh, trademark logo to the new brand. So I don't think his logo is going to change at all. Um, hopefully not because I think it's a really iconic logo and it would be a shame for that to sort of go away. Um, I don't think that it, that it will though. It's pretty clear. It's going to stick around. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, I do think that, look, I also tweeted about how Nike golf has been failing its fans for like the last, you know, four or five years with, uh, number one, like <laughs> literally under, Nike contract Tiger's been wearing foot joy shoes for the last two two years. There's there's no bigger indictment to Nike golf than that alone. That's just so crazy and so silly to me that that's been the case in in terms of what's what's going on. So um, I think that uh, Nike is going to sort of reconfigure stuff a little bit. They still have Rory for I mean, however much his contract is. I think it was like uh, two hundred fifty million or something something like that that, that runs for. I think at least another four or five years. So I don't think that they're completely divesting from golf. Um, I do think that they look, the tiger money was very, very, <laughs> a very big percentage of their um, expenditures. And I think that they're going to be a little bit smarter with uh, sort of how they spend that. So, and could live be part of it. Absolutely. You know, I think that, Nike probably will be, uh, you know, part of at least one live team. Um, I think that the uh, Jumpman Jordan brand stuff is very real. I don't know exactly when that's going to potentially, you know, pan out. Uh, but look, Harold Varner, the thing about some of these player moves is that you have to look past the golf. It's not just about the golf with some of these moves. It's like also these branding opportunities 
And that's what makes this so cool and so interesting. And I wish that I could tell, uh, explain that to more people is that, uh, look, the thing that's appealing about this live sort of team model is not just the actual golf. It's all the other cool business stuff uh, that's going on around it. Uh, and it's something that we're going to sort of build on as a theme on this podcast for the next, you know, um, who knows how, how long, you know, a couple uh, next few months for sure. You know, I think that the branding stuff is probably going to go on for the next couple of years if I had, I had to guess. So, uh, yeah, th- I think there, there's a lot of really exciting stuff going on with the teams and sort of cross promotional stuff with the brands. That is something that I, that I want everybody to sort of keep an eye on moving forward. You look at um, Matt Wolf. Matt Wolf's just Matt Wolf's just gone, isn't he? From Taylor Made over to Ping, having been with Bubba for three weeks. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's that in itself. You see Matt Wolf have been with Taylor Made for what five years, and now he's switch straight over to ping. Now he's with Bubba. I'm not saying they're necessarily the two related, but it's odd that he's on Bubba's team and now he's playing yeah, Kings. He's off a of Nike too. So that, that was a really key thing. And yeah, off a of yeah. Nike too. Yeah. We obviously need uh, opportunities for Tiger. Should the tailor-made deal fall through? And uh, I'd like to see him in some Malbon pajama bottoms, which brings us to the century. What a genius marketing move that was. I'm going to tell a little tale. You remember, you guys are about the right age to remember this. You remember Sonic the Hedgehog, the game, you know, from the Genesis or the Slash the Mega Drive in the UK. Remember when that movie came out a few years ago? Yeah, amazing. Same, man. When the movie came out, the first trailer, Sonic was totally different. Right mess. Looked a right mess. Did not look like Sonic. And the geeks like us went crazy. What a genius marketing move. They fixed it in like four seconds. Oh, look. It just so happens that we had another version that looks exactly as you wanted him. The marketing was genius. Malbon have pulled a blinder. They've done the same thing. Stick him in some pajamas and watch Instagram blow up. Oh my word! Hundred percent. This is this is like a fashion ploy. Oh, this is a fashion ploy. This is um, Mrs. Pro Golf Critic is really big. She she went to fashion school. She's she's really big on sort of trends and stuff like that. This is something people are not aware of. Like that's how you. This is like guerrilla marketing. Like you put some something out there that's get people. It's going to get people to talk about it, and then later on down the line, you you start releasing things that are like because people are looking on the website now, and they're like, um, maybe those pajama bottoms are are not not what what I'm looking for. Uh, but that that hat looks kind of cool. Oh, those shoes are kind of interesting. Oh, they have other pants that are more in line with what I would actually wear. So genius stuff from, uh, from Malvin. And I think that they, uh, they've got a lot of interesting stuff planned over the next year or two that, that people need, need to be on the lookout for. Uh, they're, they're based here in California. They're, they're sort of, um, LA, they have a store down in LA that, that I've been, uh, that I've been to, uh, uh, shout out to all the, the people there. And, uh, yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be really interesting to see how, how that plays out the next year. Love it. I just want to spend a couple of minutes, again, conscious of time um, this week, but a couple of minutes on the century, very, very low scoring. I know there's contention around whether that's good, whether it's easy, whether it's um, whether it should be like that. Is it a stale contest? I'm not going to lie. Every now and again, I like to see low scoring. Like You just want a pro golfer to sometimes rip something up. So I actually don't mind that. It's actually, I prefer that to the, um, well, let me put it this way. I would rather an easy course that was, you know, getting hammered and we see some in touching, you know, 30 under 
than a nondescript event that I didn't want to watch. You know what I mean? So it's, I sort of see both sides of this coin. But uh, I didn't tune in as much as I normally would, guys. I have to admit, it wasn't it wasn't a strong field, really. It was strong enough, I guess. But it was, yeah, I wasn't there for it, I have to admit. Time difference doesn't help for us either. No, it in Hawaii. <clears throat> but you say it wasn't a strong field. It had four, five, six, six of the top ten, in, seven in the top ten in the world. Yeah, true. True. Well, okay, actually, let's let's spend one minute on that. It didn't feel strong, though. Is it really the top Does, ten, though? Is I don't it really the like that's <laughs> no no yeah okay no, don't start on that okay we don't no we don't believe in OWGR shout shout to shout to. Uh, JC on John Conrad on uh, on Twitter in his in his alternate world rankings, which is actually legitimate. I think it didn't feel big. I think there's so much going on that this golf almost felt around the edges. I think it's almost like people are waiting for the the sword is the the sword of Damocles is across the top of the PGA Tour. Are they wait, you're waiting for another player to go and another player to go? And I think almost there's that concern of oh so and so's pulled out the Sony, so and so's pulled out the Farmers. Does that mean they're going? And I think just eyes are so much on that. I actually think that the best thing for the PGA Tour will be when the live season starts and the live teams are named so people can take a breath and kind of go, well, hopefully now that means no one else is going. I think that will really help the PGA Tour. Look, as an event, it was, it was very low scoring. Was it too low scoring? Who knows? Great to see Chris Kirk, who has had his own issues and battled them and come back brilliantly. And I think hopefully we can put to bed saying, hasn't Chris Kirk battled back? Because he did one, he won an event back into last year. But it's worth mentioning that, that Chris did hit the bottom and he's, He's back playing some to shoot twenty nine under and beat beat Jordan Spieth, <clears throat> um, Murakawa, Scheffler, Day, Shoffley, Cantlay, who were all three, four, five shots behind him. Look, I think it was a fantastic event. And rookie of the year, Eric Cole, with a fantastic finishing, quite a stacked field to, to finish tied fourteenth on twenty two. Um, can I ask you a question, Mark? Where are you on Tyrrell Hatton's outbursts? Are they too much, too often, too much, too profane? Or are they just entertaining? I'm a swearer. I swear a lot. Sign of intelligence said no one. And it's one of those weird things for me. <sighs> too often, I'm like, oh, come on, Terrell. Like, too often, it's 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 a bit boring. But, because it almost becomes the norm. But, in context, when it's like that, when it's... Almost when it's something relatable that we can all relate to. I think it, it's that thing that we've all forgotten over the last couple of years because of everything that's been going on and everything that it this sort of even relates to rollback. Like the second that you can relate to go, 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 Q, the second that it's fine. So I think, I don't know, I like Terrell and I think he's, uh, he's in a bit of an underrated player. Um, and I, I'm all, I'm all right with it. I think live it's fine. It doesn't age well. So when I'm watching it live, <clears throat> when I'm watching it live and he's hit that chip and he's got it stuck in there and he's hammered his club down twice and given it F this, I laugh and I go, that's relatable. But bizarrely, when I watched it back an hour later, I was like, oh God, is that a bit much? And I don't think it's a bit much. I'm just like the difference in watching it live and watching it recorded and played back, it, it doesn't age in the same way. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. If you, it's almost like if you were, it's like the the, the shock of a, a movie. The it's like when Captain America catches Molnir. It's amazing the first time, yeah, and the second time you're like, 
course it is. You know, so it, yeah, I get that, mate. I get that. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. But I, I think it's all right. I think it's, um, I'd rather that than just another rote, boring player that you don't really know of, you like know? Chris Kirk, um, unfortunately. Like, look. <laughs> like look, the winner. Let's just be honest here. Like, I can appreciate the issues Chris Kirk has had coming back from that, except even prior to that, uh, Chris Kirk is very nondescript. He's nondescript now. This is like the only sort of interesting part of his story, unfortunately. Um, and I think this is it's like one of those problems with the PJ Tour. When you start thinking about it, like like almost all of their interesting personalities are now over at Live Golf. Let's just call a spade a spade. Like you look at John Rahm, you look at Brooks Kepka, you look at Bryson, you look at Cam Smith, you look at Dustin Johnson. Like Phil Mickelson, all these guys that used to make the PJ Tour more interesting. As much as the PJ Tour wants to pretend those guys don't exist, they make they're one of the things that make that used to make the PJ Tour compelling, and now those guys are gone. Um, and for me personally, like every time I'm watching a PJ Tour event, I can't get it out of my head that John Rahm is literally in Hawaii this week. I don't know if he had his, I don't know if he had his sticks there (laughs) or not, but it's like, he's there and he's completely banned from this event until the PJ tour lifts those bands on these players that went to live, because trust me, there are players and they've talked about this um, ad nauseum. We've talked about it. Like they would love to play in certain events. Absolutely. The fact that they are not allowed to, it puts a cloud over every single PJ Tour event that's not going to be lifted until they figure this thing out. So I want them to continue to realize that this is something that a lot of fans have in mind. It's part of the reason why people are so negative about this particular event. And look, I love Kapalua. It's one of my favorite places on earth. I love watching golf there. I watched as much of it as I could over the weekend. Except the whole time I'm thinking the two defending champions of this event, John Rahm and Cam Smith, are not there and they're not allowed to play in it. And I would love to see them play in this event. Yeah, and that's that's the big thing that I'm I'm hoping will but I think everyone is like we mentioned earlier, we're all a little bit closer now, the hands are a little close together. Hopefully that'll be resolved. I've got a question. I've got a quiz. I'll give I'll give the winner five pounds or five dollars, one of you two. Ready? Who's gonna win this question? 14th, par four, 295 yards. Victor Hovland has put it in the greenside bunker. Oh. He's got 56 feet oh. to the hole. How far did he hit his bunker shot? Bad. 56 feet to the hole. <laughs> I know this because I, I was watching. I don't know the exact distance, but I'm pretty sure. 68 yeah. yards. <laughs> he was so 68 yards. Green. It was he, crazy. He bladed it like oh a. Oh my God. Yeah. He bla- well, I, it could be a hundred, but it's sixty-eight to the boundary <laughs> fence, and the boundary fence is where they finish yeah, the measurement. I would have, I would have continued through the car park and just gone, <laughs> just left. That's that would have been me, but I'm not Vic. I, I don't have his skill. Now we are going to wrap up on that gambling uh, angle, but we do have one very quick question from one Tom. Right, Ben, you asked for a listener question and you got one in from Tom. So let's spend two minutes on this one because, Jay, I think this is one you're going to want to pick up, my man. Yeah, Tom wanted to, and just a question was, who's going to go next? There are, there are four or five spaces. We've heard Greg say there are seven, eight people 
maybe more now with the Rory green light, as I'm calling it. So we could be looking at 10, 12, 11, 11, 12 people for four or five spots. Who do we think is the next to go? Do we have a strong feeling on one person going? Go for you, Mark, before Jay with his inside info goes. <laughs> Who do you think will go, Mark? Chris Kirk. No, just joking. Um, I I think I I don't think it's someone like a Victor. I don't think it's anyone like that or a Scotty or anyone like that. My my money is on the tier of someone like a Jason Day or a Ricky Fowler. But and I think that's that's probably before someone like a Fleetwood or a, a someone else. But I don't. I actually don't think we're going to see that much big name movement for the next ten weeks or so. Fair. Look, this this is one topic that I feel like we've covered this um, at length for the last you know few months. Um, I'm kind of over it to a certain extent because look, I know that there is more PJ Tour players and DP World Tour uh, players that are on the way to live, and I wish that they would just sort of get this out of the way, just so that we could you know move on with with our, our with our lives at this at this point. Um, I know that there there's more players coming. I'm not going to name any names. But uh, one of those, those names that you mentioned, Mark, like he's probably going. So um, there, there's <laughs> there's a lot of this stuff just sort of going going on. Uh, people have asked me when this is going to probably be resolved. I think it's going to be late January. It's going to be right after the Dubai Desert Classic. I think that's when a couple of these guys are going to announce. It seems seems like uh, coming up this week. Liv is doing a lot of promotional team stuff. Uh, with the uh, captains. So, uh, except they don't need to have all the players to sort of have these, uh, have these photo shoots and such. So, um, I think give it a, another couple of weeks, two to three weeks. I think we're going to have some announcements about sort of finalizing some, some of these rosters and we could all move on with our, our lives. Hopefully the merger gets pushed through and we'll be able to figure out this sort of global series that I, uh, dove into on my last podcast. I think for me that we've covered a lot of names and I've been very open that I think that you could easily see the likes of Lowry and Fleetwood go. Um, we know they both had very strong discussions and, and whether they had the offer and turned it down or they counted last uh, before that, that remains to be seen, but we know that discussions were had. Um, I would be amazed if Adam Scott isn't on the Rippers. I'd be absolutely amazed. I just think that there's a strong relationship with Greg. There's a strong relationship with Cam Smith. The Rippers need another player. Um, <clears throat> it's it to me. I'd be, I'd be amazed if he wasn't on the Rippers. He's a bit of a talisman as well for that one. He's at the right stage of his career to want to do something to make a bit of bank, bit of extra bank. Again, he doesn't yeah. need the money, but it's, it is what it is. And it, yeah, Adam Scott certainly if feels the. I don't want to say level because it feels condescending towards someone that's excelled, but it feels like he's at the stage where it would be a good fit for everyone. So we shall see on that one. Now we are going to stick a pin in it. It's been a fun episode. This one really enjoyed it. It's, it's great to be back. Uh, Jay, thanks for last week. It's been a, it's been a fantastic listen. It's been very, very interesting to look at all sides of it and to see where things are. Thank you to all of our GLU GC fan zone members. Always a pleasure uh, to see that support coming in. Thank you so much. This is growing uh, so nicely and it's it's doing so well. So we appreciate you. If you want to join up, if you want to tell your friends that they can support the show as well, glugc.com slash support. Jay, I'll see you next week, my friend. Have a good one. 
That sounds good. Thank you. And thank you, everybody, for listening to last week's podcast. I could have gone for like three hours. I was committed to uh, cutting it off at at like an hour, and I I went for like 75, 80 minutes. So, you know, more to come, much more to come, though. Part two incoming. And Captain Swoosh, thank you very much, my friend. (laughs) It's a a pleasure as always. I hope everybody is well and looking forward to their golf season. Um, I'm looking forward to getting some more content up on our YouTube channel as well, a little bit more in a way of some other content, some videos and some stuff with players. That's going to be quite cool. Yeah, it's always fun. It's nice to be able to do this, isn't it? And uh, just be around the thing that we love. So thank you to everyone for listening. And you can check it out over on YouTube. As always, all the episodes are available there and glugc.com or your podcast app of choice. Until the next time, enjoy your golf, stay safe, have fun and bye-bye for now.